0: Episode Eleven, Part Two. Yo, this is Scratch Bassin. Don't quit your day job. Podcast with Mike Keith and Adam. Check it out. Adam, I got, did you listen to any rap radio I,
1: back in the day? Yeah, he was listening. He was listening to
2: ninety-two point three K Rock and stuff. Right? Well, yeah, well, yeah. In the nineties, yeah. yeah, I was a like, rock. I don't. I mean, I probably listened to whatever was. If I was listening to rap music at all, I was listening to whatever station was popular in New York in the time in the early so 90s, you think probably ninety seven probably, probably the probably. old ninety seven or uh, you know that's what people would have on like in the background or Kiss uh, FM in the car or whatever or, uh, yeah well, you know it's funny I don't remember Kiss FM you know being non R and B. No, yeah, it was r and It phased more like from like nine play. to eleven PM. They played. They
1: played. Yeah. They played a mix.
0: They had right. rap on there. as but well. WBLS yeah.
1: did the, a lot of them. BLS did, yeah.
0: And then you had that whole thing uh, between See, the Bronx and Queensbridge in Queens. Was, yeah, the it, bridge. And then you had KRS One. The bridge is over. The bridge is over. And they'd go back and
2: forth. If and I was songs. listening, yeah. I'm sorry sorry to interrupt you but if i was listening to rap at all where it probably would be on Z C- z100 C- build z100 C- well, or something C- like that yeah, Started yeah. to play like what was the more, more, more commercial stuff yeah. new jack hustler i'm going back to uh new jack city soundtrack new jack hustler's a great song right great right. mama said great, you knock you out and, you know, so california really that's enough for these california, questions so. all
0: right so basically i wanted to say you know I was a lot more into hip hop than these guys, I, I'll talk about my experience at first, and then uh, we can discuss some stuff about it. Uh, I didn't really, I mean I heard uh, Rapper's Delight when I was like 9 years old, because I was born in 1970, so I'm 3 years older than these guys. So I heard Rapper's Delight, the first real commercial rap record on radio. So. You know, and I recognized right away, I'm like, I know that song behind that. It was a disco song. Now, a lot of people might argue with me, but I hear a lot of disco, a lot of funk, and some jazz in early hip hop. And even later on, you'll start to hear, like in the late 80s, early 90s, a lot of jazz influenced stuff, like De La Soul, or like, you know. Uh, I'm Cool Like That, that song, I'm Cool Like That, right. had a lot of jazz in it. There was like this little period where there was a lot of jazzy type music. Tribe Called Quest had that too, and there was like this also like a different type of rap back then, like uh, Tribe Called Quest, they lost Soul, The Jungle yeah. Brothers. More I intellectual.
2: Mean, they all yeah. had a,
0: a, a similar vibe about them. Yeah. But I'm going to go back, back into time. Mm. Okay, so... When I was in junior high school, here I am the like whitest white guy of all time. And then I, I had
2: seriously doubt that. And then I
0: had <laughs> and then I had friends in junior high school that introduced me to more rap music. I would catch it here and there, but then I really started to get into it, not just like the music but the fashion itself. My favorite shoes back in the day were the puma blue puma suede with the with the uh, gray stripe on it. I mean I used I was crazy about it. I used to have a brush and like the spray to keep them fresh, you know? And I had the Le Tigre shirts and the with the collars and the Lee jeans with the 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 leather patch. My parents are like, what is this? Is this a phase? What's going on? What's this music you're listening to? And it was hip hop. Did you have any chains? I had one gold chain that I had. You had, had, a, and you had and the I thick Cruz chain. No, I didn't. Ha- I didn't go that far. Let's. I mean, you you I could. Wasn't you, made out of money, guys. Well, no, we could have. <laughs> we, we, could have got a fake. <laughs> yeah, true. You know, if you really wanted to. But no, I. You know, I really got into the music again. Like, uh, you know, LL Cool J. Big Daddy Kane, even before that, Run DMC was like the big thing. Public oh, Enemy? Rock Box, forget it. So in junior high school, you know, like I listened to all these groups and I was really getting into it, especially Run DMC was like Rock Box. And then these videos eventually came out on MTV. Fear of the Black Hat.
2: Oh, wait, no, that was was a Fear Spook? of the Black Planet. Oh, was Public, public Enemy. Planet. Speaking public enemy. of Public Enemy. I'm sorry, there was a spoof or something like Speaking that. Speaking of that. Public Enemy, right?
0: I actually befriended at the DJ Expo over the years. I hang out with him every once in a while. Uh, Keith Shockley, who was part of the bomb squad for Public Enemy. Him and his brother Hank Shockley were the main producers for Public Enemy's music. So, you know, all that music just... Uh, I learned from my... My friends and classmates from junior high school. If I and we were able to relate better, you know, because of the music, it made us closer, you know. And we had stuff to talk about. We talked about, "Hey, yo, did you watch Video Music Box? Did you see that new video?" Blah blah blah.
2: Well, and video then we music would talk Box. about that. Video music box was on UHF. UHF, That's right, correct. right. We got all in UHF. Yep. So I watched a lot of videos on UHF. Shout, Shout out to Ralph McDaniel. But I was
1: pick on Yo, like Yo MTV Raps was. Like that every, was later on. Right, no, but that was like like late afternoon or whatever, early evening on MTV. Yeah, that was good.
0: I know. At first, Yo MTV Raps was hosted by Fab F- by Freddie. Correct. Yeah. And it was just like I think. Every weekend, if I remember correctly, there's a documentary about the whole thing. But right? Yo MTV rap, Raps. People could find that, they could look that up. Uh, so, there's, there's actually a, a lot of documentaries out now celebrating hip hop culture. Uh, you have, uh, there's one, uh, the main person behind it is Tony Touch, DJ Tony Touch. It's about mixtapes, because mixtapes back in the 80s and 90s were very, very popular. People would, like, fight people on the streets to steal tapes and stuff. It was crazy. That's a good documentary on Paramount+. Plus. I actually just watched one. Another young uh, uh, an artist in the, in the early 80s that came up, and I have to mention it, Bismarck E. Bismarck E. if it wasn't for Bismarck E, Big Daddy Kane would have had no career. Because they were in a, a crew together, uh, and that crew included Sh- uh, Roxanne Shantae, Big Daddy Kane, Bismarque. Bismarcky got Big Daddy Kane
2: on the scene. He he really got pushed. Big Daddy Kane. And I ga- and I gather that Bismarque's music, at least with them, was more serious than when he went on his own. I mean, yeah, he had some stuff that was kind of a, more on the funny
0: side, especially his big hit. Uh, You know, you, you got what what I I need, and you say he's just a friend. That was his biggest, it was more of a commercial song. But he had songs like The Vapors, right? And there was videos with
2: that. I thought that was a Snoop Dogg song.
0: No, no, no. Uh, So that was in the 80s, and, you know, the Bismarcky documentary on Paramount Plus, it was released in August, so you can, you know, find that and watch that and you learned a lot a lot about Bismarky and his history. And he basically had two careers. He had a career as a rap artist and then like something happened and he didn't really do rap anymore. So he became a DJ. Mm. And he's just
1: as known in the DJ world
0: as being a DJ as he was for being a MC.
1: Yeah, so Bismarky was also in the video for Rob Base. It, it takes, takes two. It takes two. You see him there and he's, right. and he's like and that's a You want to talk about a great rap song to this day, when it's played, you can hear it a thousand times. You never get tired of that song. You know,
0: I'm just going to say this. Back in the 80s, that's all you, heard. That's all you heard. it
1: was known as the
0: 86th Street National Anthem. 86th Street was a place back in the 80s, uh, even the 70s, uh, that people used to cruise up and down the strip with their cars and blast music all the time. And they used to sometimes go there before they went out to go to the club. Yeah. So, It Takes Two was a big, it was more of a crossover because it was more of a dance kind of rap yeah, song, yeah. but it was one of the
1: biggest songs in 1988 for hip-hop, just, just, for it, dance. Yeah, and it just, it just the the beat, the song, everything, everything about the song, and to this day, it it just never gets played out. It's, it's what they call, you know... It's a classic. It's, <laughs> it, it's a banger. You yes. know,
0: that's what they call a banger.
2: And you know what's funny? I guess it uh, regained popularity... I think in late nineties, early two thousands, I would say you started hearing commercials. You started to use in movies more. That's the way hip hop had its influence yeah. on the world. I mean, it's kind of like what classic rock songs are like played in trailers. Once it starts playing Why on now?
0: commercials, you know everybody is going to know what it is. You know, oh, I know that.
1: I mean, uh, look at look at Two Live Crew with "Me So Horny." That got played everywhere. I'm just looks at 1989 example. <laughs> i'm just using an example but they took us but they took us but they but they, took a, but Fish, they, but they clip t- they took a clip from 1986's full metal jacket of the vietnamese That's right. hooker right. right says that they threw right. it into the song me so honey me so honey
2: and the rest is. Was is that, that Gilbert and Frank? Can not play what's that song <laughs> now? Gil, Gilbert was uh, trying to track down that yeah, woman. Well, what's her name? And right? she's, a, she's a successful masseuse, uh, masseuse. in the Philippines <laughs> oh, yeah. now or something? Oh, it's, it's, something. Uh, what's her name? Something. Oh, God. Sue or something. Uh, sue or whatever. Yeah. yeah Sisu <laughs> or something. It, maybe it's not Sisu. <laughs> I don't know. That was that. that, is that Dutch movie with it the was Nazis. a search, a, certain,
1: a search for this chick from to, from a uh, we magical advice device you can look that
2: up on yeah. anyway
1: but yeah a lot of these rap songs that you yeah. were saying they, they use them they you know these rappers and, and DJs that compose it yeah they get nervous you know their their money now from it because they they get re you know used over and in commercials and
2: so one of my first introductions to these old hip-hop songs and R&B songs like, I remember Rapper's Delight was played there, probably it takes two, Rob Bass. Um, Co-op, c- Co-op uh, City's in the Bronx. You, is it is, is the Bronx? Bronx. Okay, all right. Well, maybe, maybe, it wasn't. maybe it wasn't, maybe Maybe the amusement park was in Rockaway Whatever whatever. They used to be in the amusement park and it's not there anymore. There's uh, buildings there. But I remember that was one of my first introductions into hearing this type of um, urban, early rap music or whatever, you know, this is like early 80s. I was probably in summer camp. Or whatever and they used to play these, this type of music and they actually played that type of music in the park or whatever so it was like a real like you know i guess urban like amusement park you know even the, like you know it wasn't like going to great adventure or whatever it was like going to you know someplace local that was more um, there was more in tune with the area and the people you know the local culture and what they listen to, and just, um, it's just funny. That's one of my memories, of my young memories of uh, hearing this type of music. You know, UTFO, raw bass. I um, mean, it was everywhere. Run DMC, probably, yeah. You, you think yeah. a lot of, like, a, summer lo- camp. a lot of freestyle music also involved. Freestyle, the, the, you know. That
1: stuff too. Kind of, a lot of the freestyle went into kind of like a lot of the rap.
0: I wouldn't really say that. I think freestyle originally was called Latin hip-hop okay but then it kind of like morphed into more of like all about like love songs and things like that like I mean you had uh, TKA you had cynthia george lamont george lamont he was a little bit later on but you had judy torres yeah uh no reason to cry i don't know you know it 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 was more like dance music it really wasn't rap music yeah yeah it wasn't yeah it
2: wasn't wasn't, you know rap music is more um spoken but that wasn't spoken i will say this there was a place called the
0: fever disco And a lot of early, early rap groups or people that are rappers and DJs would go there to perform. One of them being Run DMC. And then there was the Fever Records, okay? Now, the owner of Fever is named Sal. I'm not even gonna say his last name because I'm gonna totally screw it up. I'll put it on, uh, on the screen. But Sal started the, the disco Fever and Fever Records. Okay? But Sal, you know, first was into the, um, he had all the hip hop stuff, but eventually on, like later on, like now, he produces a lot of these freestyle shows. So there is that correlation, and the glue to that is Sal from Fever Records. Okay? So that's a little history behind that. And Sal deserves to get his flowers because he was a, also early of getting these people into his club. So, you know, he has to be mentioned, and that's why I'm mentioning it now. And now, I can tell you, I'll probably do something at the beginning of this program, but I'm going to repeat myself here. Uh, You know, some people say, well, I don't remember hip-hop being 1973. How did that happen? Well, they say the four elements of hip-hop were created on August 11th, 1973, there was a party Cedric Avenue, 1520 Cedric Avenue in the rec Center. Uh, DJ Kool Herc, his sister and DJ Kool Herc put together this party, mainly his sister put together this party and people wanted to hear DJ Kool Herc DJ. So they did this back to school thing. The price was very low for Females, it was 25 cents and like 50 cents for the guys. Wow. And it was a back-to-school party. And, you know, DJ Cool Herc had like two records and he would play it to extend the songs. And there was somebody talking on a microphone and people were dancing and people got together and there was no problems at this party. And that's when they marked when hip hop began, August 11th, 1973. So that's why we now have 50 years of hip hop. Now, what I'm gonna say could be a little controversial, but I've discussed this with a few people while I was at the DJ Expo. In my opinion, uh, the first commercial record when we all heard in 1979, the Sugar Hill Gang. Right? When we first heard that song on the radio, for a lot of people that's when it marks the explosion of hip the, the early launch of hip hop. Because it was, it was on the radio, it became commercial. Let me
2: ask you something. Yeah. Do you this do you think that this was a national sensation? At least I did, it, 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 it took a while, I mean, well, once it, a, once it a, started in New York. It's right, started, yeah, right, yeah, right, right. Okay, was now, was this mostly the East Coast and the West Coast? Mostly that the was East Coast. As, West Coast didn't start till a lot
0: later on, okay? So, so West Coast? It was the Bronx. The okay. Bronx is where it started. Yeah, okay. That's the fact.
2: I'm talking about popularity. Popularity. As far as popularity New goes York, in New York, so nobody was playing Melly Melo on the West Coast. Nobody was playing. I'm sure um, they nobody, were. No, nobody was it, playing. It, it, B. Got B. Daddy it got out. No, on the it, West no, Coast. no, no, no.
1: But that was later on. I'm talking late. It got out. in the 70s and early 80s. It was really a more right, of a New York
2: right. thing. I mean, for, for kind of I'm middle, middle American. No,
1: Years later. But then, if you look at you look at 80s and 90s rap, there then you had your West Coast rappers. Yeah, you had West Coast.
0: Even in the 80s, you had West Coast. Coming in. I mean, NWA right. started in the 80s. Right. It didn't start yeah, yeah, in the yeah, yeah, 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know?
2: Now, now, do you think that gangster rap was more prevalent in the beginning on the West Coast more than. Absolutely. Coast? Absol- West Coast. Definitely, but there West were, West were West there was gang culture over here. There were gangs over yeah, here, no doubt. and there probably was gangsters who were making you know music. I mean, it's just uh, we right, had friends really, who were making music. It really took off. Baby, I, mean, the, but I mean, even Ice T. Ice T.
0: I think was before ending N W A. Okay. Yeah, he's the O G. Right. Ice T. Well, and yeah. Now look at him. You know, everybody knows Ice T. Right.
2: Well, Ice T. Ice T. Wasn't he born in the suburbs. He wasn't exactly. But he was. I don't know where he was born. I was. I don't know about that. No, I'm that. not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that he, you, you know, know, stayed there, but I, and I also know, would, before I uh, forget, uh, I, I,
0: I know could we're talking wrong. about West Coast stuff right we're, now, but, you know, uh, you got to remember, like, Dr. Dre
2: yeah.
0: was, like, a DJ and would DJ at these places and stuff like that, and they, like, used to wear outfits, like, shiny outfits and stuff, so before... All the NWA stuff, he was just DJing in clubs and parties and things like that. And you had other guys uh, doing rap. There was a famous rapper, Schooly D.
2: School D, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. That was really early rap, too. But like, somebody heard it was, I think it was Ice T, if I remember the story correctly. In the comments, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I believe. Ice T heard a Schooly D song and then like pretty much he even I think he even said it basically ripped the song off so he took a Schooly D song and he took it and made it his own basically yeah with his own lyrics so they they were inspired by the East Coast rap but they wanted to do their own thing and then we go later on you got Atlanta you got you know Southern rap you you got Oakland Philly is di- a whole the different s- thing. Still East Coast, uh, you know, yeah, the yeah. still East Coast. But like, you then had Southern rap come in. You had like, uh, well,
2: Southern rap probably was late Outcast. '80s, so early '90s.
0: Outcast was like '90s, right? Outcast was big, I mean, the big boy.
2: You first know, I mean, come on. Of the rap, was like
0: uh, Southern rap started to do their own thing too. But East Coast was the founders. Yeah. East Coast is where it originated. Okay, so we're talking mostly the Bronx first, Queens of Brooklyn, and you know, it just blew up. And I just want to talk about something else. I know this is going to be a little strange, but I got to bring it up. Because a friend of mine brought some articles to my attention, okay? Now, I'm a Jewish guy, okay? And believe it or not, a lot of Jews were behind hip-hop. Okay, no One of the first Jewish guys, Rick Rubin, is a Jewish guy, and he started Def Jam in his dorm room at NYU. And without, without Rick Rubin, there wouldn't be that connection with Ru- Russell Simmons. So we wouldn't have had the Beastie Boys, yeah. all Jewish. We wouldn't have had Run DMC. Right? Not, not Jewish. Not Jewish. <laughs> Not that I think so. <laughs> Not oh. a Jew. Not a Jew. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right? we have Adam no. We okay. talked about
0: West Coast. N.W.A. Their mm. manager was the Jewish guy. Mm. Right? So eazy was working tightly with him. Now there were some problems, I think. Bless I me. mean, supposedly the guy ran off with some money. I don't know. We don't know. But there were a lot of Jewish people behind hip-hop. I mean, look at now. Drake. He always talks about how he was, had bar, a bar mitzvah, one of the biggest rappers isn't, out there. Like Drake, Drake, is Drake, Drake
2: kind of, isn't Drake kind of, isn't he more R&B than considered more R&B than No, he kind of, he, he's hip-hop, but I he has very, a like stuff, a
0: sing-song-ish, like no. it's very
2: melodic, his hip-hop. See, I'm not into that. It's not like staccato. To me, that's droning to me. No. I, especially compared to the old school just a a it's, just it's a different style It's just a
0: different flow I'm not into it yeah, It's just yeah. a different flow And then yeah. you know You have all these Jewish people That were managers Agents Lawyers And things like that But a lot of Jewish people Were into hip hop I mean Third base You One of your favorite groups You said you like MC Search Almost became a cantor Wow He was You know And even his partner I think was Jewish as well so third base, bunch of Jewish guys. So it seems like most of your white rappers are Jewish guys. You had we had M Metis Yahoo, who was more like a reggae rapper. Right, right. He's you know a very religious He Jewish
2: kinda guy. phased up pretty quick.
0: He, yeah, he, he did. He got ca- I f- I thought he was gonna blow up a lot of I think bigger. I think they said Mac Miller was
2: Jewish too. Mac Miller, yeah, I remember that. Guy. Wait, <laughs> oh <the> wait guys. <laughs> wait Al. What uh th- wait Al. <laughs> Weird Al is not, not a rapper. <laughs> You know, you know, what's funny, and not a Jew. You know, you know what's funny. <laughs> but he had pretty yeah, good he, flow. He, flow. Yeah, he, I mean, if he wanted to, hey, if he had the ability, probably right? could. Have
1: put the cover, up, probably could have
2: gone. Right, white
0: right, and nerdy. The
1: song he white and nerdy, nerdy. nerdy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, didn't he cover? Uh, not uh, actually, I mean, there's two pairs. Pair. Yeah, no, I'm saying Julio. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> right, <laughs> can't, can't Amish oh, Paradise. But not, not a, a Jew. <laughs> and then and then he did. And, and, he did and, it and instead of giving away, giving away now, he said, yeah, <laughs> Look it up, kids. Anyway, you get oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, So,
2: guess. yeah, again, you know. <laughs> well, no, it's just, it's funny, my one of my first introdu- introductions, you know, as far as being conscious of what I liked, that what I bought in albums was probably uh, Will Smith stuff. As, and. What was he called before he was Will Smith? Right. Oh, well, he's the the one he well, that was the, show, the Fresh Prince. The Fresh Prince. Yeah. Yeah. With his partner DJ Jazzy Jeff, the one he was always throwing out the door, <laughs> or whatever. That was that was the whole, uh, you know, bit with them or whatever. And it's just. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's. I. I, I don't know, can I say this? It's such a white boy thing <laughs> to say or <it> whatever, but. <laughs> but it's like the Freddy the Freddy Krueger rap. Parents just don't understand. Um, then I think you had a few other guys who spoofed rap too, besides well, yeah, Weird, no, Weird no, Al, Chunky A. No, no, you know who had cool rap too it was uh, was Kid and Play. Kid and Play. Well, Kid right. Play was legit.
0: Yeah.
2: Kid and Play was yeah. legit. The movies, I'm talking about, about, the like great. Great. I'm talking about or, the guys that spoofed. I'm talking about. It must have been kind of hard, and they must have gotten like dirty looks for a while. Will Smith and whoever else. Spoof wrapped and stuff. I remember, dude. You want to talk about gangster rap? There was like, there was like a chick. I have her album. I didn't throw it out because it's hilarious, or whatever. Her name was Terry B. Or whatever. And never they, heard of her. They because she, like rec- she, she probably sold like two records. She probably sold like two records. And you one bought one of them. But I bought <laughs> one of them. <laughs> yes, you're you you the and, 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 sh- and she was like some white girl from the suburbs or whatever. Um, kind of looks looks like Keith's girlfriend a little bit. Of it. I don't know. It <laughs> Just saying, just saying. But um, you didn't no, have to go there, to you know. No, 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 no. Actually, um, but, but 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 it's funny. It's just you know when you're young and you know there's so many as far as exposure goes and stuff. I like the more fun stuff. I like the more you know whether it was me, like whether it's people who thought they were gangster and they weren't really gangster. They were posers and stuff like that. Or DJ Jazzy Jeff. Um, Know, I would not say DJ, outside. DJ Jazzy J- J- Jeff is no poser. No, well, no, a well, top, well, no, no, tier Will Will DJ. Smith, no, well, well, uh, what well, you mean Jazzy? You mean Jeff or Jazzy um, Jeff? He's Jazzy like Jeff top pop. game. All right. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure that Will Smith in the beginning got dirty looks from legit rappers or whatever. Like, it's like what are you doing, man? Well, you But they want a Grammy. Of, you're making fun. Yeah. Th- well. You know, I'm sure at first they fought But Summertime the Grimes was cool No, wait,
0: wait Let's just let's just make it straight Summertime, okay yeah. Summertime was different Yeah The flow changed And I think even Rakim was like Yo He stole my flow It was always the rumor that you got wrote Summertime for Will Smith Like yeah, that sounded just yeah, like you Yeah, nah Will owe me for that. He, he stole that. He definitely yeah, stole yeah, the yeah, flow. Yeah. <laughs> flow and the delivery. Yeah, it rolled up. It was good. They took him seriously. But, yeah, that song was good. I, I remember that they premiere. It, st- yeah, st- it.
2: was a little too... I'm going to stick... Yeah, it was a little too...
0: Hollywood and... I'm going to yeah. stick with Summertime. Uh, you know, I remember watching the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and there was going to be the premiere yeah, of that yeah, video. Yeah, I remember
2: back in the day. And the I made sure that I like tuned that. into that and I was
0: like... This is his best song by far. This was their best song by far, in my opinion. Because it had that, and it even says it in this song, the taste of nostalgia. And it was fun. It was a fun song. It the
2: was fun. Was even fun. if like, I, I knew people. The I flow like, was good. Right. Like, I, I had a friend I had a friend Susan or whatever She was like more Into Nine Inch Nails And she was She was into the stuff The stuff that her sister, Older sister was into and it was mostly Rock and industrial And stuff like that And I remember Summertime came on the, On the car And she was singing Along to it And stuff It was just fun It was a good it was, song It was fun back in the day And like the sample They took from that Now
0: if you remember The Rocky movie The first Rocky movie You hear that music In the background Right Yep That's that was sampled, if I remember correct, Cool in the Gang. That's a Cool in the Gang song called Summertime. So I they took that sample and put it into that song. They incorporated
1: that in there. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, you know, what, what, really cool with rap, awesome. with rap too. You look, you hear a lot of songs and a lot of artists would take beats from other things, like uh, sampling, sampling big time. I mean, we heard it a lot more in the 90s with uh, with what's his name with Tone uh, Loke. Uh, you yeah. know, and where that the, was
0: more like fun rap, right?
1: But but you know when you heard when you heard one of the dance, beats you were like, oh shit, rap. that's the beat, that's the same beat from Jamie's crying from Van Halen. Mm. Yeah, I was like, wow, I've heard that riff before. A lot, or, a lot, or, a lot or, of rap music. Or, uh, and then you had Chubb Rock, treat him right, right, treat him mm-hmm. right. But that was, but his version was different. It this is all coming back. It's all uh, I forgot all. About yeah. This so like,
2: yep, it's like my subconscious. Yeah. Chub <laughs> All these old songs went out, and, and then you hear the songs. It, it was more n- dance, 1990s, it, it, yeah, it was like,
1: yeah, the not, like the early 90s rap was. I think that was my favorite time period, the late 80s, early 90s. I was watching it. I was seeing the videos for it. I was buying the the the, the, the singles. It was just, it was fun. What was, did you it was, think? It wasn't it. Was it, it was about shooting
2: this one up and murdering this yeah, one. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what was I was going to ask just, you. It was just fun.
1: It was just fun music.
2: What did you think about that transition? That. Occurred between the fun stuff, like I remember there was a Saturday Night Live sketch or whatever where uh, they had these two. I think it was Horatio Sands played like they had this this uh, they had this show or podcast or whatever where they were saying, "Yeah, we're moving back in the time days when people did fun songs about sneakers and, <laughs> and stuff, like that. not this gangster stuff." It was like, yeah, well, I mean, you, it's like, where did it change?
0: What but it's, where did like, it change? NWA. But I'm saying. Well, N.W.A. was supposedly, you know, gangster rap, but really. Then you got it, it, but then you got it to then you got it to Eminem. Eminem was different. That was different. That wasn't gangster rap. No. But it was like
2: Eminem was more, more a political, political more commentary. Yeah. And yeah. And, uh, it was more off the wall, yeah. like outrageous domestic violence, uh, outrageous uh, stuff yeah, that he said stuff you like know? that about his family and all that shit. I just wasn't into that, no. but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but what I'm saying, one last question, for me anyway, what, what did you think about that whole thing when rap started phasing from something fun into more about materialism, dealing drugs, the gangster culture? I can explain some of that. Did you, did you enjoy it more when it was more fun? No, I, I like lighthearted like hearted break dancing music. I like all different kinds of rap music. For okay. different reasons. I like
1: I, I know where you're going
2: at. But okay. I'm going to explain this, so yeah, yeah. let about. me explain this, okay?
0: Mm-hmm. Rappers, MCs, they were reporting the news that most people weren't seeing, but in song. Right. Okay, so they would tell their truth. So, you know, the perfect example is an early song, The Message. It's giving you a message. This is what's going on in, in the hood. Well, this is the, what's going on in the streets Who did the message? Graham
1: Master Flash the Fier- Furious Five,
0: Five. Okay. Right. So, right. I mean it, The song is called The Message But you have other you know, artists that are telling you Like, you know, this one got shot And the police, you know, came You know, whatever And, you know, this one was dealing drugs That one was dealing drugs It was just reporting what was going on That's where they got their material From real life I mean, I mean, I some remember some of it, it might have been exaggerated. Yeah, for
2: sure, maybe. But this is what was going on. I remember when Cop Cure came out. Well, that was Body a rock, Count. Right, that was, and was Body rock, Count, right, that was and gunners, that's that that's rock, one of the early. Nice that's, that's, that was, that's one of yeah, the yeah, that's one yeah. of the early rap yeah, uh, uh, rock
1: songs. But he, yeah, but that was a whole different. Or, uh, under a different name. It wasn't. It wasn't.
2: Right. It was his own. rock like But I remember being pissed off when I heard Cop Cure your my dad, dad was, was a, cop. a cop. He was right. on the job still. Right. People looked at me like, dude, you're going to give us a tipper gore censorship bullshit? You know, we don't want to hear that shit. He's like, my dad's a cop. I don't want to hear, I want I dust some cops off, you know, all that, all that shit. I don't want to hear that shit. And I think, honestly, even though my dad was a cop, I guess maybe my mind was a little more open and shit. So when, like, uh, Cop Cure was before New Jack Hustler. was before... Uh I don't it remember might, if It, it, might, have it might, have after, might have been after It might have been after might have been after been
1: after New Jack's Track, All right yeah. All right
2: All right Well, we'll, we'll We can For some reason out. Well maybe I guess maybe it, Maybe it was reversed then Maybe like I wasn't into that New Jack hustler You know Gangster rap culture And stuff like that And then what I heard Cop killer Went off a little bit Because my dad was a cop Later on Maybe because You know I was getting into college I was getting into like You know And I was with My, my You know I was just thinking. You know, this, this just is right, this is and right. that's why I some can, of this okay. music comes out because
0: they're expressing how they're feeling about these experiences.
1: Right. About, Remember, song. I mean, song, song, music, and any type is a form of an expression. That's right. It's art. So, it's, so that's that was their way of. Out, out, that was their way of bringing out a message.
2: I mean, when I saw boys in the hood. I never thought that I would that I would really get this movie and stuff like that, but I got it. It helped, like I said, I was not sure at the Kingsway Movie Theater, and <laughs> I saw parts of it like, you know, five hundred times. You know, like I said with the other movie, but I got it. I got the. Uh, I, I started to like. Uh, today I probably might not be into it as much. You know, I was. I'm into all types of film and stuff, so. After Boys in the Hood, I saw Menace of Society. Um, what was the other Juice? Juice, Walmart. South Central. Uh, I was I was interested in seeing these movies because so you, you didn't experience. You didn't experience. that. Well, it's more for the story. Yeah, you I didn't learned. Uh, there were some great even though it's story a, a movie, you too. probably
0: learned some things. Right,
2: right, right. New York, New Jack, New Jack City was more of like an action film. So I guess that was to get my introduction into it or whatever. But. I got it, after a while, like, it, it helped, and it helped that they had good stories and good characters and good character development or whatever. And, uh, I, n- I never probably would have known who that actor um, was in Menace to Society, uh, who actually I really think is a really, really good actor and stuff, and he's a total opposite of who he was in that movie. Uh, the guy who played Frankie Wyman, uh, that, that actor—he's—he's um, he's he's actually a really good actor. See, you'll see that he's a lot of, along the screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. There are a lot of good actors uh, who were in those movies. But okay, I got it. All I right, got it. I understood the experience, and I understood why there was the hatred and all that, and the, and the need to bring it out. The you know their emotions onto these records. This it's is a
0: good place to end it, right? We're yeah, yeah. going into Fableman's paw three, Adam. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in to episode 11. Uh, Just make sure you remember to click the like button, subscribe button, notification bell. Remember to comment. Thank you for watching, and make sure to tune in to the next episode.
2: Peace. Peace.